it's time to make the announcement, guys. The annual 2020 Doctrine and Devotion Conference going on in Chicagoland, Illinois, is here. Stay tuned for all the details. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. So, what's going on? Nothing. Mm. What's going on with you? Uh, you know. You know. 300th episode. Congratulations. This is uh, number 300. 300. Uh, if you count our bonus episodes, yep. and every, this is yep. the 300th release. Mm-hmm. Here we are. That's a lot. Here we are. That's a lot. And it almost all ended. Yeah, just about, uh, what, three minutes ago? Three minutes ago. Yeah, we ended a, a, a five-minute fight three minutes ago. Yep, yep. <laughs> this is awkward. It feels really good to hang out with you right now. <laughs> oh, man. That was like, uh, you know, we got plans. We got things going yep, on. Yep, yep, And then, uh, you know, I was being an, an insensitive mm-hmm. uh, person and yeah, yeah. Uh, was... Uh, and another person was being a baby. Yeah, well, sometimes, you know, some it and takes... The, and it might have been the same person being both. I don't know. Oh, stop. Not. That's not fair. <laughs> it takes two to tango, son. Takes two to tango. I was, yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I wasn't being thoughtful. Yep. And, uh, and I think, uh, I think both of us were somewhat right, and both of us were a little bit wrong. Mm-hmm. Or maybe mm-hmm. I was a little bit more wrong. I don't know. Ah, but probably. The point is, is that um, neither one of us had bad intentions. No, no, uh, no. But we were all like, mm. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> both, we both had this look on everybody's like, oh, yeah? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, just, oh. And, you know, uh, what's funny is uh, usually our fights, uh, they surround a certain individual. The, you know what? They do. They, they usually do. surround Steve McCoy Pond. Is that, I think. I guess that does make sense that it would happen because we're going to call him and have him on the show today. We're going to have him on the show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're going to be going through the 1689, chapter 26, paragraph 5 on the church. Yep. Uh, and we thought, you know what? It's our 300th episode. It'd be good to have Steve on. People want him on. They're People always want him Where's on. Where's that Steve McCoy guy? Uh, and then we're going to, I, I'd love to hear his thoughts on the church as a as a pastor, as yep. someone he that has- Many a, years as a pastor. Yep. So now we're going to be trying this out. Let's go ahead and give Steve a call. Here All we go. Right. Wait a minute. It's like uh, it's 9.30 a.m. He's on probably Saturday. still asleep. Is he still, is he, is he, is he... Let's see if he's awake. Oh, this is it. This is, this is beautiful. This is classic Steve. Good podcast. Hello. Oh. Hey, Stephon. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? We're good. How about you? I'm doing great. You still, uh, you still got your uh, your pajamas and sleeping cap on? Uh, I'm still laying in bed. I'm on my side. <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling the joke forever uh, about Steve because... Um, he would never turn on his phone when he was uh, when he was a pastor. He wouldn't turn on his phone until like 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. because he had too much to do. He wanted to focus on you know Bible translation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, my joke is always he he doesn't get up till 11 because he wouldn't answer his phone till 11. Mm-hmm. And so that's been carried through. And now Jimmy and I uh, always accuse Steve of being in bed. That's because you're usually awake until what two three a.m. He Steve? is up late. <laughs> I uh, I stay awake uh, sometimes. Half my life, which is half 8.30, so yeah. <laughs> well, we're excited to have you on, man. You've got a lot of experience in the church. You're a good theologian. And um, we're going to be talking through the 1689, chapter 26.5. So stay tuned. We're going we're gonna to walk through some of this, and then we're going to bring you back on 
in the back end. Sounds good. Thanks, Steve. So, Joe, as we're looking at uh, uh, chapter 26, paragraph five, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just going to go ahead and read this paragraph. That's That's a good, that's a good choice. Here we go. In the execution of this power wherewith he is so entrusted, the Lord Jesus calls out of the world unto himself through the ministry of his word by his spirit, those that are given unto him by his father, that they may walk before him in all the ways of obedience, which he prescribes to them in his word. Those thus called, he commands to walk together in particular societies or churches for their mutual edification and the due performance of that public worship, which he requires of them in the world. Man, this is a good, exciting uh, passage because I, f- I find it comforting and I find it like uh, directional, instructional. Yeah. Right. And so there's a, there's a lot here. So the first thing that it says here, Jimmy, is that Jesus is the one um, who calls the elect to Himself. Right. So in the execution of the power that Jesus has, um, He calls out of the world unto Himself through the ministry of His Word, all of those given to Him by the Father. So Jesus does this calling. It's, mm-hmm. it's His work. Yeah. I mean, we look at uh, John ten. 14 to 16. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the father knows me. And I know the father and I laid down my life for the sheep and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. Here we go. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. He's, he is the sovereign. Yeah. He yeah. has the power as he man used to say. <laughs> I was trying to think who was it? Like, like, so it came so then who's Skeletor? Uh, who's Skeletor? Yeah, I don't know. Little, little like a drama mama. Anyways, oh. <laughs> um, so this whole idea of Jesus, like I am going to bring them also, or in John twelve thirty two, where um, he says, "If I'm lifted up uh, from the earth, I will draw all people to myself." This is important for us because Jesus is the sovereign King. He is yeah. He is the Lord, and it, this isn't something that we just do on our own. We've covered the doctrine of irresistible grace and all that in the past, but um, this is one of the works of Jesus that He calls us out of the world. Uh, to himself. It's his sovereign work. But what about this idea of being called out of the world specifically? Mm. Right? Because I mean, that's what the confession says. Um, what, what, what is he talking about there? What is the confession talking about when it says that Jesus calls us out of the world? Well, I think of, uh, well, John 15, 18, 19, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. See, that's just it. It's you're no longer, mm. it's, the world is not yours, right. per se, right, uh, as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. So there's there's this paradigm shift, right? There's mm-hmm. a shift in, in our values, our our obligations, our goals, our purposes, uh, and it runs contrary to that of the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a good way to think about it for me, uh, that you know, whether you'd say goals or purpose or, you know, uh, commands for that matter that are that are antithetical um it makes me think of that passage in john 17 uh where jesus is praying to the father and uh he says i don't ask you to take them out of the world but that you would keep them from the evil Mm -hmm. one they are not of the world and so it's this idea of okay so jesus calls us out of the world but not in the sense of proximity 
Like he doesn't he the whole point is not that we would become Amish and live in a commune yeah. d- completely divorced from the world around us, uh, but that there is, like you said, there is a, a principle or an ethic or um, a citizenship that is so different. We wind up living differently than the world around us. So it's not that we should be removed from the context of the world or even the culture of the world in its entirety, but that uh, we should be distinct from the world in uh, how we live and for whom we live. I thought that for me, like we, most Christians talk about it like this, like to say um, you are to be in the world, but not of the world. Yeah. Right? Of yeah. the world being, you know, where your allegiance lies and, uh, and all of that. So this, uh, this whole idea that Jesus is calling uh, us out of the world unto himself, the confession actually explains how, um, how this works, how the elect are actually called. That's right. Uh, they're called to come, you know, up front to the, oh, the stage. Really? Is this what it is? Uh, yeah, there's there's uh, billboards. To the altar? To the altar. To yes, the altar. There's, there's billboards, uh, what number you can call. Uh, so, you know, you're being called by calling in. Okay, I get it. I get it. Uh, there's tracks. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like, I, I, I've heard of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. What are, what are what, the other ones? What are, um, well, the, so there, there, there's altar calls, mm-hmm. there's tracks, there's billboards. Billboard calls, like, yeah. Got God or whatever those things were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, still they're still around. Are they still around? They're still around. Not up here as much. Not no, up, I, don't, up north. I don't think I've seen them as much up here. Okay. So, um, and then you get the television. Let's say uh, calls people through uh, TN. Yep. yep, yep. You can call okay. in there and go ahead and receive yourself a, a towel. Now, <laughs> the prayer towel? <laughs> it's a shawl. <laughs> so obviously the confession says that you know they're called through the ministry of his word by his spirit. Now, that, of course, doesn't mean that billboards, TVs, and preachers from the pulpit can't be a part of that. They absolutely can, um, but that it's not those things. It's not, it's not a preacher uh, it's not a man. It's not a billboard. It's not a track that does it. It's more specifically, more directly. It is the ministry of the word and the ministry of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm, I mean, look at Hebrews 4.12. Mm-hmm. The word of God is living and active and mm-hmm. sharper than any two-edged sword. Right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, like the uh, Romans 1, uh, how the, the gospel is the power of God. Mm-hmm. Um Unto salvation, so it's it's God's word. It is um, that that can penetrate the heart, that does the work. Because the words of man aren't, you know, we, you're not going to persuade somebody into the kingdom. It takes that's right the words of God yep. to actually change with the, the heart. spirit of God, right? Yeah, like First Peter chapter one twenty three uh, is 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 an important one here because it says. Since you've been born again, right? So this is how a person has come to faith in Christ, right? They are they are regenerated not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. So how does a person uh, become born again? What leads to their conversion? The word of God specifically, but yeah. like you said, through the spirit. Through the spirit. And so I think this this also really highlights, and I, and I feel like we're preaching to the choir here, right? But just in case, uh, I mean, there's, there's evangelism campaigns out there mm-hmm. that try to, uh, you know, bring people in with, uh, with barbecue, you know, barbecue mm, like and good barbecue. intentions and all that. And I'm not saying it's not good to take care of people's physical needs, but what's really important as we are proclaiming the gospel is to actually be proclaiming the gospel, proclaiming mm. uh, the word of God, because God, that's, it's living and active. Yeah. What do you think about the, um, what do you think about the idea of 
of good works and acts of kindness and works of mercy. Let's just say barbecue falls into one of those. Mm -hmm. Um, So does that have a place in outreach? I think so. So, Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's not going to do the, it's not going to change the heart. It's not what's going to change the heart. So what's, what's the point of that? Do you think why, why do that? Well, because I, I, I think it shows that uh, the church loves and cares for its community, mm-hmm. right? I think it shows that the church wants to uh, support the individual, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, wants to take care of the individual. It's, I think it shows uh, the fellowship uh, and the family that we have as as the church. Yeah. And I, I think that um, those testimonies uh, are used alongside the the preaching of the word, uh through the ministry of the Holy Spirit to actually mm-hmm. bring them to bear. So it's like one of the things when I was converted, before I was converted, uh, what was being impressed upon me was not just the truths of the word, but the character of the Christian that I was, Christians that I was around. Yeah. And so I, I believe that the Holy Spirit was using both the testimony of these people to bring some conviction to my own mind and heart, uh, but primarily the word of God to actually show me what to do with all of this and, and who's behind all of it. Mm-hmm. And again, the word of God uh, by the Spirit, Second Thessalonians two thirteen. But we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit by and the belief spirit. in the truth. Ooh, it's all right there. Second mm. Thessalonians two thirteen. Mm. By the way, guys and ladies, if you're going to be teaching on the doctrine of sanctification, you got you like got to give a devotional, or you got to drop a uh-huh. message. Second mm-hmm. Thessalonians two thirteen is pretty good because it's got it all right there, doesn't it? Yeah. Spirit, word, boom. Man, I thought you were gonna. Never mind. What? I thought you were gonna plug one of your books. I was getting ready for a we book do, plug. Listen, the only time I plug my books is if I'm joking, <laughs> and then I get somebody on on the, on the, leaving a review about how arrogant I am because I think one of my many books. Like I said, I've written five <laughs> tiny bathroom readers. I don't think and that that's are, where I read them. Yeah, that's well. That's why you're the only one. I, I think I, I think I, I took it with me to Jamaica and sent you photos. <laughs> hey, you know my. Um, you know those three books I wrote from Moody? Mm-hmm. So I think now, since I've written them, I think I've received three uh, royalty checks Congrats. or royalty letters, whatever yeah, that comes yeah, in yeah, since yeah. the release. Guess how many dollars have been sent to me through those? I'll give you one guess. One guess. One guess, and you'll get it right. Zero. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much money I make. Guys. That's uh, literally... The amount that's come in from the sale of those three books. It's a labor of love. Well done, Joe. I do love to write. I do like those books. Yeah, Yeah. and and you love the church, and you wanted to, you know, for for her edification. Thank you, Joe Thorne. Well, thank you, you, Joe Thorne. Mm. And uh, go go over to (laughs) moody.com. And please go buy some. I think they're helpful books. You know, you yeah. can check them out. Listen, I know you can get them cheaper over by me, but head on over there. <laughs> Maybe that was a problem. We, we're selling them over yeah. there. Books to all of our listeners. Well, listen, um, I'm well, going to keep quote unquote bookstore. We yeah. got only your books. <laughs> I know. I know Jared Wilson, man. I ain't going to. You ain't plumbing out 22. Well, first of all, he's how a better. How does he do it? He's a, do he's, it? He just wrote an article on how he writes so much. He just wrote, I didn't read it, but he just, he just wrote, like, I got like, like all his other books. I've read his books. <laughs> well, Not all. Of them. One. No, yeah. no, no. I've read a few of them. Yeah. Two. No, no. I've read more than that. Three. I've read more than three. How many would you say you've, you've read? Let, let, I'm going to guess, guess five. Yeah. I'm going to guess five, five out of 22. Yeah, probably. Mm. Yeah. One of them is like a novel or something. Mm, I so like that. 20%. Well, I can't do the math. 
Hey, you know what we can? What, what I can do is I can talk about the elect. Let's do that. That's what we've Go been ahead. talking about. Yeah, here. now that you're getting kind of nervous, I'm not nervous. It's okay. I'm not nervous. Jared I just don't want to that. hurt your feelings again. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you, Steve gets on, and you just do that. All right. So uh, Jesus uh, calls out of the world unto Himself those that are given to Him by the Father. Now we've been referring to them as the elect, just mm-hmm. for simplicity's sake. But those that are given to him by the Father, what are we talking about here, Jimmy? Where do we find this idea of the elect being referred to as a group of individuals oh, that God has it's given It's something to we Jesus? made up like Trinity. Oh, okay, got it. There's like, no so, such thing as the elect. Okay, there's not even there. I mean, I don't know, John 17. When Jesus spoke of these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that the son may glorify you since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life. So to give eternal life mm-hmm. to all whom you have given him. Well, so the, okay, so he's so oh. who? Oh, so the question is, oh. is who has the father given? To, is, oh, maybe the father has given to Jesus every individual to constitute human, to constitute the human race from beginning to end. That, that's so right. is it everybody. Everybody. The whole world. The whole all. All. All of the whole. All. Every of the all. Every of the all. There it is. So, uh, and then I am praying for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. Okay, so pretty clear in John 17 that those that the Father had given to Jesus are not of the world. He's specifically referring to those who belong to the Lord through redemptive... Oh. selection we could say mm-hmm. so that's really what we're talking about here this when jesus calls uh the elect to himself yeah he is um he is simply claiming those and and he saving those named and claimed them he, you know who's allowed to name and claim jesus that's the only one jesus is the only one Everybody that's allowed else, to name and claim close the mouth because <laughs> only jesus can do that you know what they can do what can they do if people uh the closest they can get to naming and claiming it is by going to the 2020 Doctrine and Devotion Conference yeah. right here in Chicagoland, Illinois. There St. we Charles, go. Illinois. It's finally here. We're finally able to announce this thing. Oh. They can't even register today, can't they? Yeah, they can't. The, you know what? The site went live oh, today. That, oh, that's right. Because I said it should be March 1st, but Brian's like, no, it's going to be March 2nd. Because it's a Monday. Monday. Yeah, yeah, no, he's right, though. No, why not? Sunday. No, it, he's right. Sunday, fun day. Sunday, fun day, but it should be Monday. Why? Because we're we, the episode drops is it, now. It's for all of you. Here's your nice little Easter egg. But it's not first. It's not the first. I just want it to be on the first. It's the second. What does it matter to you? you uh, listen, your calendar's right. from 2017. True. What do you know? I don't know much. So here's the thing. Here's where it's going down. Friday and Saturday, September 18th and 19th in St. Charles, Illinois at New Covenant Bible Church, we're going to have Dr. Sam Renahan in as the keynote speaker mm-hmm. to cover covenant theology, God's promises for God's people. Now, this is this is going to be good. This is really good. Sam uh, Sam is awesome. He's a, he's a great scholar. He's a great theologian. Um, he's he's a pastor. He has a heart for the Lord and for the church. And so we're, and Jimmy and I are, are going to join Sam in a little bit of the talking, but we're going to let him do his thing. Yeah. Now, Jimmy, if uh, if they want to get this information, they just go to doctrineanddevotion.com, look for the banner, click on it, and get on in. That's it. That's all uh, they got to do. It's go all, there. It's you live. Register. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to announce a swag here soon. Mm-hmm. More information's coming, so yep. stay tuned. T-shirts, about- journals. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be uh, foot washing. It's going to be yeah, amazing. It's going to be great. Steve McCoy will be there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, we got to get back to him here soon in a minute. So, Joe, as we're looking at, at uh, the confession here, right? Yeah. So we've talked about that 
it's by the word, by the spirit. It's for the elect that Being Jesus called. called. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. What is it that Jesus calls us to then? Political activism. Oh, is that it? I think. Well, that's one of the things. That's that's one of the things uh, to vote for Trump. <laughs> he calls us to vote for Trump. Well, you know, Republican Party is red. Oh, so you know, red is the color of the blood that flows on the face of someone who loved us. So, I think that um, <laughs> you could you could you could make that argument. No, I mean the confession says. That uh, we are called unto, we'll say personal obedience, right? That they may walk before whoa, him in all the ways of obedience. This which, sounds like legalism. Which he prescribes to them in his word. Personal whoa, obedience. He, he's calling us to personal obedience? He's calling us to, you know what? You can also call this law keeping. No, people, no, no, People no. freak out about this because, you know, in an effort to push back against and fight against mm-hmm. legalism, which they should, they sometimes mess up what went, God maybe went a little too far calls us to do. Yes, we're not saved by works. We're not saved by law keeping, but we are saved to obey and to delight in and keep God's law. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, right? You guys know this. It's a great commission. Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, so go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is, a, it's built into the commission. It's built into the mission that the church has. We're not just merely to instruct, and we're not uh, in in uh, the the coming to Christ for salvation, we're mm-hmm. supposed to then carry that instruction out so that they learn to obey and to walk in his ways. Uh, you know what? Maybe that's the only spot, though, Joe, that talks about that. Mm. Or maybe we can look at Romans 1.5. There it is. Uh, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith oh. for the sake of his name among all the nations. Well, I don't think Paul's a legalist. Oh. I, think we're, I think we're pretty. I think we're pretty I, safe. I, I with think Paul. we're pretty safe with Paul on that one. But bring about the obedience of the faith for the sake of His name among all the nations. So as uh, as we're called to this personal obedience, mm-hmm. it's it's a call to glorify God totally in how we live our lives. Yeah, and that's this is why the children's catechism when it answers that question, like how may we glorify God by loving Him, him and enjoying Him? No, by loving Him and, and keeping, and his, keeping commands. his commands. There yes, you go. Yes, that's yes. The, you went Piper. I went Piper on it. Yeah, and I actually went through that children's catechism. I know. With my I know. Kids. You know. That's what I thought you were so going to say. I felt right. pretty stupid. No. Right well, there. You know, you know. Uh, thank you for setting me up to fail. Well, I didn't he, say you know you what? To no, fail. no. There's 300th episode, and here you are trying to get me to look. Yeah. No, you know, it's just like it's That's all. Why I started it's, that it's like fake it's all fight. this thing again. I started that fake fight with you at the beginning, just for this point. Just right here. For this so point you'd be off your game a little bit, and I boom, yeah, because I know you're fragile and you're sensitive. So, Joseph, yeah, Joey, you need to continue and finish this. See how I get in trouble? Yeah. And this idea of the the obedience of faith, it, Paul says it in Romans uh, 16 as well, right, uh, the, to bring about the obedience of faith. So this is one of the reasons, uh, purposes to which we are called, not just to kind of sit and chill in your justification, but to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, mm. um, to to put to death the deeds of the flesh and to put on righteousness. But we're also called to not just a personal obedience, but we're called unto the gathered church, yeah. right? We're called to be a part of the, the local manifestation of God. Yeah, I mean, the confession says, uh, thus, thus, or those thus called, he commands to walk together in particular societies or churches for their mutual edification and the due performance of that public worship, which he requires of them in the world. Mm. 
Yeah, how cool. important the local church is then, right? How mm-hmm. important the church is. I mean, First Timothy 3, uh, I hope to come to you soon, but I'm writing these things to you so that if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. There's a couple of words here that are giving uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, this, this is, uh, we, we talk about this all the time. You're not going to be able to thrive uh, and live out the Christian life. You're not going to be able to be healthy, certainly not in the fullest sense, apart from the local church. We've got to be a part of it. And this is one of the reasons that we're saved, to actually make us a part of this kingdom. And we're called to uh, be vitally connected to it. And the reason this is important, and the confession um, explains this, the reason it's important is so that we would be uh, mutually edified Mm – and publicly worshiping. I mean, mutual edification means that we ought to be thinking about building one another up yeah. in the faith. Yeah. It's not like, in other words, I'm not just coming to consume spiritual goods for my own benefit. Uh, I'm not just getting, um, I'm not just there to benefit yeah. from, um, okay, hang on. What do you need? Huh? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no. What I'm trying to say is, yeah, I got you. I, Jimmy wanna, was making I, a face at me. I, I was making a face because what's really important when we're talking about that mutual, mutual edification, right? And as Joe's even talking about that, what Joe's saying is that's where it's really important to be part of the church membership, right? Because you're there as as members covenanting with each other to be on mission with one another, mm-hmm. but then also uh, that. You're promising to edify each other, to call each other out, to right. to support one another, right? Yeah. So it's not the selfish. It's I'm in, in it for me, but it is we need each other. Yeah. To grow in the faith, and then this this call to public worship. This is really important, and I think sometimes people get it confused that because um, you, you sometimes you think like, oh, the people that put a big emphasis on the Sunday show are like the mega churches that have like uh, the Game of Thrones thrown up there and the Britney Spears mm. dance off mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And they're making a big show out of Sunday. The people that we think, a lot of people think the people that emphasize Sunday are those people that um, that do it that way. Yeah. When in reality, the reform tradition has been historically the ones that have said, no, Sunday is the most important day. And it's not important to put on a show. It's important to gather and to worship the Lord according to his prescriptions to bring honor and glory to him and for us to be built up and, and edified. So public worship is is really important. You know what, uh, Jimmy, we, ought to, we probably should bring in Steve on this at this point yeah. to talk about um, the, why the church is important in our – uh, in, our, in its local manifestation, like why is the church so critical to the not just the um, the the spiritual life of its members, but to the outward mission of the church yeah. and reaching? This is more where people. you can thrive. Yeah, go ahead, Steve. You have any thoughts? Hey guys, yeah, I, I particularly was thinking about John seventeen. And hey, you guys hey, hey, Steve. Actually, I'm really happened. sorry. We're out of time here. Uh, oh, we're going to have to bring you back on another time. Uh, we'd love Great. to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store JoeFoStore.com and grab some gear. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later. Mm-hmm.